Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more sour days for you. It's time to make lemons into lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fastened tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome, this is Wendy B. and I'm a life coach and I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people and what makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they have lived through and who they've become regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow on people one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking, alter their thinking in a way that would not have altered otherwise, and living from that possible altered view, create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. I want to motivate and help people of all ages, particularly women, 50 to 110, fulfill their dreams. I want people to experience being excited about their life. This podcast is to inspire and motivate you right now for you to take action today on your purpose, your dreams. Maybe some of you don't know your purpose or your dreams or you are resigned they could never happen. Regardless of age, regardless of your circumstances, I will motivate and inspire you one step at a time to turn lemons into lemonade. It's never too late to start. Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working. But true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are ugh. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Life isn't just about surviving. What does it take to thrive emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially? Well, I don't know what it takes to thrive, but I'm always willing to look in the inquiry and see what it what it takes to thrive. And uh, I, I think I think sometimes just being willing to look and be in the inquiry helps us thrive. I had an incident um, that happened the other day and I couldn't believe how quickly I got angry. But what was really neat is because I practiced the Al-Anon, I practiced Landmark Worldwide distinctions, I practiced John Asraf's distinctions, I I, I was able to not stay angry for long. Not that it still doesn't bother me at moments but anyways what happened and I don't know if this happens to you but I'm going to share it is uh, I had some antiques at uh, my daughter's mother-in-law's and she was good enough to let me keep them there and they were old old milk cans that uh, in her garage that I was going to uh, when I paint I'm a painter and when I paint I can you know get a fair amount of money for these milk cans and and I had about a dozen and they were all different sizes 
And I had some other antiques there. I had uh, originally I had a lot stored there, and she asked me to remove most of them, so I did. And I asked uh, if I could keep the milk cans there because they were awkward to put in storage, like because I go in and out of my storage area, and I would have to move the milk cans every time. So she said, "No problem." She has this huge garage, not a problem. Anyways, about three or four weeks ago, my daughter said, Mom, her mother-in-law had sold the home and could I get my stuff out? I said, sure. So I called her and uh, left her a message that give me a time when I can come and get this stuff and she never returned the call. So I finally called my daughter yesterday and said, hey, um, she's not returning the call. Can you get, you know, your husband to call her and find out? So uh, they gave me her cell number. So I called her cell and I and she speaks broken English. And, and number one, I got really annoyed because she's been here long enough. She could speak English more clearly, but she chooses not to. That's fine. Uh, and anyways, uh, she what I got from what she said is she had sold and given away my stuff and I couldn't believe it. And you could tell she she says I'm sorry I said well, that's not good enough so I said, and her daughter was there and it, uh, this woman was getting excited so I said put your daughter on I, I can't even hear understand most of what you're saying so she put the daughter on and I said is your mom telling me that without my permission she went and sold my stuff and she said yes I'm so sorry Wendy I said that is totally unacceptable like your mother did not have a right to do that like it, and then the mum says to me, "Oh well, I I uh, told you, and uh, you never got back." I said, "That's not true. You never told me. If that was true, uh, you couldn't get a hold of me. Why wouldn't you go through your 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 son? He can always get a hold of me." And so she didn't have an answer to that. And and then and then she says, "The mother-in-law says, oh, well, you didn't uh, I." you didn't ask permission to leave this stuff here and I was like oh my god so finally I said to the daughter you know what I'm going to hang up before I say something I'll regret I was just livid and so I hung up and my daughter and I are texting my daughter saying mom it's not fair she shouldn't have done that you know I'm so sorry and 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 her husband and her are starting to fight because he wants to defend his mom and and I thought oh my goodness I, I was just furious and it wasn't that the stuff was worth a ton I mean a few grand maybe uh, but I could have made extra money on it but it was just the whole principle of the thing that number one she sold them and then she lied and said she taught you know uh, uh, I hadn't got back she'd left a message like the and what I I, I was just livid so I, I called someone where I could vent so that, um, and I'd left a message with my daughter, said, don't fight with your husband. Uh, you know, you're not responsible for uh, your mother-in-law and your, your husband's not responsible for her thoughtless, inconsiderate, selfish actions. You're not responsible for that. She is responsible. She knows I'm annoyed and she needs to be with that. There's an impact when, you know, my earlier... Uh, uh, podcast about do you believe thriving is doing what you say you will and she had said I could keep that stuff there I had no problem picking it up I had organized someone with a truck to come and pick the stuff up and she never gave me that opportunity and that's what I was furious about and I and I felt 
uh, she was manipulating, like using her culture, her uh, broken English, etc. as an excuse. It's like, no, I don't care what language you speak. Being honest is being honest. It doesn't matter what culture you're in. Anyways, regardless, so I called up a friend um, who's done Landmark and I just said, I just want to vent. And, and so I said all the things that I had against this mother-in-law, her controlling ways. And even my daughter had said, you know, you know how controlling she is. And what I really got was that she just did it because she was impatient and didn't want to wait. She wanted, you know, she's not moving for another six weeks, but she was impatient and did it her way rather than, you know, giving me, I, I mean, I'm only an hour away. I, I could have gone there at any time and picked that stuff up. So I'm up. We're still a little bit annoyed or agitated, as you can tell. But what was neat is I vented, said everything I wouldn't be able to say to my daughter or my son-in-law or his mom. And then um, and then we talked about other stuff. And what I got was, I, uh, you know, it's done. Uh, it, it's a few thousand dollars. It's done. It's, uh, it's stuff that is irreplaceable. Like he, they don't make it anymore. They don't make those old milk cans anymore. And um, I had to let go of my anger and annoyance. Uh, was holding on to anger and annoyance would only keep me feeding a story. I get to be right about something. And it wouldn't serve the family. Like uh, my daughter and her husband are going to have children one day. And um, his mom is, tw you know, 20 years younger than me or 15 years younger than me. And we're both going to be grandparents of their unborn children. And is it worth hanging on to this anger? And with it less than an hour, I was able to let go of everything and get that. What happened was w she sold my stuff. And I think all the rage and upset was, and this is neat, is I got to see it, it, it was past emotions from the past when, when I, that got triggered. Like when I was a kid and um, we moved every six months and, you know, and I'd have something that was really precious to me. I remember a rocking chair. I bought it at an antique uh, auction and we were moving. My dad said, so that won't fit. And so he just gives my chair away without even asking. So it, and, and, and there was lots of incidents as a child where I did not have a say that my experience was what I wanted didn't count. So what this, my daughter's mother-in-law had done is triggered all that. It wasn't so much the antiques itself. It was that I don't matter. What I want, I'm not worth even making a phone call to. And then for her to lie about it and justify why she did what she did. So I was able to let that go and um, get that some, my daughter said, like some people, they're full of shame when they make a mistake and they can't uh, own it. So they have to make you wrong. And I saw that because, I mean, that was part of uh, me triggering too. My dad would do something stupid and then he would rage at me. And I would be blamed one more time. And, and that was my experience in my relationship with my ex. So when I was able to, what is cool, why I'm sharing part of it is I was able to let that all go within an hour. And so in closing, we're exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 or 110 and beyond. What new action could you take right now that can make a difference? Where are you holding on to anger or and rage and, and, and justifying it because someone did something they shouldn't have done? The truth is they did what they did and it's done now, you know, and um, and if they're not willing to uh, uh 
give you money for it or, or, or make restitution, you need to let it go for, for your, for the benefit of the family anyways. So, um, and if you let that stuff go, if you let being right about, you know, I think the hardest thing in life is letting go of being right when you're right. It's easy to let go when you're wrong, but to let go of being right when you're right. Okay. So in closing, we are exploring how to thrive, whether we are 10 or 110 and beyond. You know, where are you being right about something? And if you let go of it, something else could come available. So what new action could you take right now that could make a difference? What could you let go of being right about? You know, um, what could become available? What are you committed to? And start taking new actions from that commitment or that view. What are your habitual patterns that have you not thrived? I mean, I had all sorts of thoughts about, like, one of my habitual patterns is looking at all the evidence of why I don't trust this, uh, my daughter's mother-in-law. And, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, when they're having, they don't even have children yet. And I'm thinking of all these seeds, etc. So that, that could be a, a habit that, you know, thinking of the future, making stuff up does not work. So what is your habitual patterns that have you not thrived? What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it at number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? With an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. I'd love to hear from you. Who would like a complimentary 15-minute coaching session? I want to call you personally and hear about your dreams and your goals. I'll give you one amazing tip that will help you out. I'll call people who let me know they left a five-star rating for this podcast and provide their username on iTunes, Google+, Stitcher. Just hit the button, subscribe to my podcast and rated a number five thanks for listening keep a thriving thank you for listening to thriving at 60.com with wendy b what did you like best about the podcast email wendy b at thriving at 60.com keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast also drop by the website and rate the show turn lemons into lemonade at thriving at 60.com 